This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Please welcome Drew Barrymore. And uh, I love our in-studio audience so much. Guess what? Today, we want to give you cash. Um, um, we're going to do this thing we like to do called pop quiz, but we're going to spin it on its head. Okay? At the end of the show, for every answer that you get right, you get 10 extra seconds, 30 total, if you get all three questions right, in our brand new money booth. There's $10,000 in there. Um, so I highly suggest whoever goes in there goes like a rabid squirrel. Like, just go for it and grab that cash, okay? So. Um, it's just fun. Um, but first, I would love to get to some headlines. So let's hit the desk. For Drew's news, the good news feast so big, you might need to unbutton your news pants. <laughs> and we have got the wow. most epic desk guest today. He's the captain of his own news ship every night on CNN, the award-winning journalist with the best giggle on TV, Anderson <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> I was just watching you the other night. I am? Just titillated by your conversation with William Shatner. I was beyond titillated. 90 years old, and he's, like, incredible. He's so quick and sharp and funny and sarcastic, and, and he's up in space. Oh, well, I mean, listen, I would be remiss not to also introduce my trustiest news co-pilot in the business. It's Rossi Ross Matthews! Well, hi, everybody. Anderson Cooper is here. Ross, did you ever think we would... I've been a longtime fan of Ross Matthews. Oh. I think I reached out to you like a long time ago just to praise you. Well, I'll never forget it, Anderson Cooper. Thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> I, I actually met you for the first time at the 2004 Republican convention. I was covering it for The Tonight Show, and I was like, I have to meet Anderson Cooper. So I just looked for a little white head. I just looked for you, looked for you. Yeah, I do stand out. You yeah, do. Yeah. And then I saw you, and I tapped you on your shoulder, and you turned around and you said, Ross, Ross. And I was like, I need a diaper. <laughs> it was a, it, I just couldn't believe Anderson Cooper knew who I was. I, I would him. now be able to change that diaper. Oh, you! <laughs> congratulations! Congratulations! Yeah. Oh, 
18 yes. months 18 old. 18 months old, yes. And we just had Halloween. Did Wyatt, yep. did Wyatt dress up? So, yeah, he did. I actually brought up a picture. He, A friend of mine, Chip Kidd, gave <gasps> me. I know it's a weird oh, picture. Let me gosh. just quickly explain. Chip Kidd, who uh, did the book jacket for my, for my book, he's an amazing designer. He uh, has a, an incredible Batman collection. And his mom in the 60s made him that Batman cape. That one. That one. And, wow. ga- and so Chip gave me the cape that he had as a kid and one of those vintage Batman masks from when I was a kid. And my son is obsessed with cleaning products. I was going to say, I see yes. a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, the stain removal right. fanatic in he me sees a vacuum. It doesn't actually vacuum. It just makes the sound of a vacuum. And it is the greatest gift he has ever received in his life. Can I just throw this out there? They should make it vacuum, because while you're doing it, might as well (laughs) clean up a little. I learned to take care of myself at a very early age. Right? did. Yeah. Yeah. It set me up well. Um, Well, speaking of staying up late hours, parenting, Mm. how are you sleeping, by the way? This is embarrassing. Uh, From the beginning, my son has slept like 12 to 13 hours a night. Like straight through. Yeah. Good karma. I know. That's I know. good karma. I know. I know. Well, um, should we do some headlines? Sure. Okay. Here we go. I mean, I watch you every night talk about the most real stuff on the planet. So um, here well, we go. It's about to get real right here. Oh, it's about to get so real because the material girl, uh-huh, Madonna, she still likes to burn that midnight oil. Rolling Stone reports that Madonna loves to stay up late. Her bedtime these days is 4 a.m. Wow. And she is using some of that time to work on the script for her upcoming biopic. Um, first of all, I, literally, this, this, this makes me cagey even talking about a 4 a.m. <laughs> bedtime. 4 a.m. seems late. Yeah, that does not seem, I mean, I, yeah. Why, I, at that point, what's the point in going to bed? I think you just yeah. sort of just go through the next day. So yeah. you love Madonna, right? I am a big Madonna fan, yes. Yeah, yes. I mean, and I'm looking forward to whatever her biopic turns out to be and stuff, but I think she should get some more sleep. I think I'm worried about that. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. oh, look at you guys together. Look, there's, look at, that's you and that's Madonna right there. Yes. What does Madonna say to you? Yeah, Anderson what Cooper? is she saying to you right now? <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you don't remember? I don't, I, she was saying very important things at the time. I, I don't recall. Uh, the, my most embarrassing Madonna moment was I went to see her at the Barclays Center and she, they pulled me up on stage to dance and I do not dance in public. It was the most embarrassing <laughs> Moment of oh, my life. Oh God, I, I got to get footage of that. A badge. There's like 15,000 of the videos online because there's a Barclays Center. It's quite large. Yeah. A lot of people have cameras. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, turn breaking news. We're not as cool as Madonna. <laughs> okay, get some rest, girl. All right, next up, <laughs> dating app Tinder's doing something a little interesting. Refinery29 reports they've launched the Plus One Hub, where you can find a date for your next wedding if you're single. Go to plus one. Yeah, a survey found 60% of people are more likely to go to a wedding if they have a plus one. What? This I don't understand at all. First of all, when I heard this, I thought it meant a plus one, like it was like couples looking for a plus one for a... (laughs) Do you know what... That's what I assume. Do you know what that's called if you're a couple looking for a third? A thruple. A thruple. Maybe we're a thruple. Oh! (laughs) Tune in Uh, next week. Well, We're a new thruple. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Would you yeah. ever do a plus one? Uh, to thing? a wedding? Yeah. Well, I don't understand. First of all, why would any plus one who doesn't know the wedding, why would they want to go to somebody stranger's wedding? I, some other stranger who they just met online. I would totally go to a wedding with a stranger. Why? 
fascinating. Would anyone want me to go to a wedding with them? I would go in a heartbeat. But we know you. So you're like a guaranteed good time. No, I know why time. they would want to go with you because you're fun and you would be fantastic as a date. But like, I agree. And you well. put out. But uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. But I mean, I've just heard. I'm just saying what I've heard. It's true, Ron. You're a good time gal. And that's yeah, a guarantee. I mean, that's what everyone says about Ross Matthews. Just, you know, if you want to know the truth. But... Used it's, to be. That's what Madonna told and, me. And I just said, Cooper, stop it. Oh, my God. Ross is actually turning red. Stop it. <laughs> I'm an engaged man. Don't talk about it. Like uh, I can't do it. Well. Oh, my God. I just got invited to Ross's wedding. I know. Uh, I'm so excited. Do you want to come? You should, should, uh, <laughs> Understood. Understood. I'll be your plus one. You can, you can, just, you can just send a gift. <laughs> All right, here's the next story. Uh, This comes from Martha Stewart. Living, a new study by the American Psychological Association finds that people actually enjoy deeper conversations with strangers more than simple small talk. But psychologists say that we lean into chit-chat because we underestimate how much others are actually interested in us, and we overestimate how awkward it would be. I'm not sure I believe that, but do you like deep talk with strangers? Yeah, uh huh. I'd like to say hello to Ellen, who I met at Macy's this weekend. <laughs> we had, it's not a joke. Hi, Ellen. We had this deep conversation that she's worked there for 39 years and her ex husband and this and that. And I found myself having a deep conversation with a stranger. And when my fiance walked up, he goes, It's been 20 minutes. And the point was, is that I just found her fascinating. Mm. Now, I haven't talked that long to any of my friends in years, but there was just something about a stranger and I could confide in her. I I, kind of get it. My dad was that way. And my mom told me the story that one time she, this this was in the 70s, she called him up on the phone at his office to try to get in touch with him. And the the line was busy for for hours. Finally, she got through and she's like, who are you talking to? And he goes, oh, it was a wrong number. And it was just some random wrong number that he had engaged in conversation. Isn't that and they ended up having a three-hour conversation. Yeah. What oh, is I that? Love yeah. That. I love that. Yeah, that's not me. I, I, I would not. I, <laughs> no? no. I'm, a, I'm a reclusive, so I, I'm painfully awkward and shy. So any conversation with me is relatively awkward. And yet, <laughs> you are so curious. Yes. Well, yeah, but that's, that's work and that's, you know, I'm interested in things. I'm interested in talking to people. Uh, and it's easier for me to ask questions to people. And I like engaging with people and learning about them. But personal interaction on a daily basis, it, it like takes a lot out of me. Like I, after this, I will need to decompress for a little while. <laughs> really? Nothing personal, but uh, just me. It's just me. Do you hear that, Drew? We broke him. Yes. <laughs> He's going to need a nap and a bottle. I know. He's going to have to get in bed Thank God my thruple will take care of you. <laughs> read this passage in a book and it changed my life forever. I was 14 years old. It's called Desiderata. um, And it just had this passage that said, listen to people for they have their story too. Mm. That was it. That was all I needed to read to become a curious, open-minded, better listener. My mama had a a saying which was from a a Scottish philosopher named uh, McLaren who said, uh, be kind because everybody you meet is fighting a great battle. (gasps) And I think that's so important and Let's just be kind to each other a little bit. Hmm. That's it. I'm so glad. Well, this is a perfect segue into continuing this conversation um, because I feel like the Vanderbelts and the Barrymores need to uh, come to the forefront and have a little seance. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car that's why every car we sell is carmax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer so don't settle Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We are back. I cannot believe I am here with the one, the only, my nightly knight, Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Um, you know, I said that I wanted to sort of summon the Vanderbelts and the Barrymores uh, to this conversation. I, I think... On my side, they're probably drinking somewhere, so I don't know that that... <laughs> oh, well, then they're probably <laughs> oh, right. in good company. <laughs> okay. I am from a long line of alcoholics. Okay. Um, and hedonists and creatives and brilliant people that I love, and I feel their blood running through my veins. Mm. I feel a responsibility for it. But when I was a kid, you know, I grew up with a single mom in a very uh, economically challenged environment. Mm. And I, I always felt a little shy about, I, I wanted to talk about what it was like to really grow up mm -hmm. in a single mom, economically challenged way. And I felt like I didn't have the liberty because people just assumed right. that my life was different because of my last name. Which is, it's so interesting because uh, my mom was Gloria Vanderbilt and I grew up very happy that my last name was not Vanderbilt. And because I think if you have a last name that is a big name like Barrymore, especially in the industry you were in, that you were put into as a child, yep. you walk into a door and there's assumptions that are automatically made in your yes. case. And you said, and. I saw that very early on in, you know, in my own life because when I was a kid, people didn't know who my mom was. I was a Cooper and nobody cared and you know, people treated me normally. And then when they would find out who my mom was, there was always kind of a subtle shift, sometimes not so subtle, sometimes subtle. I, I worked as a waiter uh, in, when I was like in high school and I remember I worked at this restaurant that I was underage, so I got a job because my mom knew the guy who owned the place and I used to eat lunch there with her and when I, would, when I was there as a waiter, I was serving people who I had eaten lunch with with my mom, but they didn't recognize me when I was their waiter because they didn't even look at the waiter. 
And it was, it was the greatest education to see, okay, when I'm sitting at the table with her, this is, they see me in one way. They don't even see me when I'm not there with her and, and they don't think they have to pay attention to me. And so to me, that was a, such a big, obvious wake up and, and clear sign that, you know, no, for me, the idea very early on was implanted that no good could come from you know, being associated with the Vanderbilts, the history of the Vanderbilts was very fraught for my mom. To me, they were like ghosts uh, from a past I really didn't want to know about. Um, and I chose to have my story be my dad's story, which was growing up poor on a farm in Mississippi. And I thought as a young kid, I looked at my mom's side of the family, my dad's side, and I thought, you know what? I'm going with the Mississippi side because that is, I want that to be my American story more than the history of the Vanderbilts. When you see your documentary, when you're here to talk about this book, the amount of chapters mm. in your and your mother's and her family's life is, it's, crazy. it's that of movies and novels. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't seem real. There are just layers and layers and layers. Yeah. It's like an American crown on Netflix. I mean, it's, it's just nuts how many characters there are and um, dramas and people who are larger than life. And, uh, you know, it's this incredible story of this guy who, in the late 1800s, made the largest fortune the world had ever seen at the time. Who more was, than, like, the Treasury. Yeah, he had more money than the U.S. Treasury at the time. He had one out of every $20 in circulation belonged to him. Um, so it was, And when that is a family member, yeah. that's going to color the way people yeah, might and see he, you. Yeah, he had though. a pathological interest in making money, and he made a, this fortune, and, you know, that infected the, pre, the next generation, the subsequent generations. And I think it infected a lot of them in a negative way in that they didn't really work. They didn't have to work. They just pursued their interests and pleasures and boats and stuff like that. Um, and by the time, you know, I was, grown, I was a teenager, and, uh, you know, that money was all gone, and, and yes. I was very... You know, my parents informed me very early on that there's not some pot of gold waiting for you. There's no trust. Uh, you know, you're going to get your college paid for it and then you'll make your own way. And I thought that was the way it should be. But um, I was very happy to know as a little kid I, I would have to make my own way. And, and I think it, it certainly I don't think I would have been able to work as hard as I have if I didn't think that. Do you remember? Was there a spark? Was there something that happened in your life that was the catapult? You know, I think anytime I, I think for anybody in, you know, here watching who lost a parent early on or lost experienced loss early on, it, that for me was a huge turning point. My dad died when I was 10. My brother died by suicide when I was 21. He was 23. Um, and that, you know, seeing uh, it changed the trajectory of my life and it changed the way I viewed the world and it changed what I was interested in and what I was concerned about, and you know, like you, I wanted to work from uh, I wanted to work from a very young age to earn my own money and to, you know, prepare a, a future for myself. And um, yeah, which is why having a child for me has been such an incredible thing. It's something I never really dreamed I'd be able to do. Did you question whether you'd be a parent? Ultimately? I did. Yeah, I mean, I because I, my mom and I were very similar. My mom had this relentless drive to. She had had a lot of traumatic experiences as a child, uh, and she developed this this kind of a relentless ability to push forward in spite of, you know, my brother died in front of her. Um, you know, she experienced a lot of traumatic things as, as a child being taken away by the courts from her own mother. Um, and that, relent, that, that drive is an amazing thing in terms of trying to achieve stuff, but it also doesn't make necessarily for stability or a, a stable kind of home life. And I was worried about 
what kind of a parent I would be. Would I, you know, would I be more like my dad? Would I be more like my mom? And you know, it, it took me a long time. I, that's why I had a child very late in life because I thought I don't want to repeat the same, you know, patterns that I grew up with. It's a, a real privilege. Also, um, I found if you get to, there's no wrong way to do it. If you do it early, you get to have more life on the other side. Mm -hmm. If you do it a little later in life, you have a lot more wisdom and patience. But it's just so win-win. Yeah, I mean, I certainly, I, I think I definitely, you know, I, I did not want to have a child when I was still kind of trying to figure out myself. And and now I feel like, you know, I'm 54. Like if I don't know myself now, it's a little. You know, and damn, you look good. <laughs> God, have you ever not been hot? <laughs> Anderson Cooper, be sure to pick up a copy of Vanderbilt, The Rise and Fall of an American Dynasty. And I can't recommend more. One of my favorite documentaries I've ever seen in my life. Nothing left unsaid. Anderson Cooper, Appreciate you literally are my nightly night. It is such an <laughs> honor to do this with it's you. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I had the pleasure of sitting down with one of my favorite people. Here's a little snippet from our conversation. You're watering the garden of these other women. Do you feel like that everybody needs equal water and light and tending to in order to have that garden thrive. You always in a garden have to have variety. And so you must make sure that variety can thrive there. Now there are some things, like there's some things I will never eat, like I'm never gonna eat a radish, but I like to make sure they're in the garden. <laughs> the garden is life, really. That's what you need in your life. You can't just have the same thing. It's requiring that you pay attention to stuff that has nothing to do with what you're really interested in. But in order to be part of the real conversation of the world, you've got to be paying attention. You've got to be awake. And that was a little bit extra for you. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. We love any moment on this show when we can highlight incredible people making a difference in the world. And our next guest certainly falls under that category. Brooke Johns is an ER nurse who goes above and beyond, and even when she's not on the clock, you will find her at work spreading joy to her patients one braid at a time. Please welcome Brooke Johns! Thank you for having me. Okay, Brooke, you're an ER nurse. Yes. And that is not enough? You wanna go an <laughs> extra mile beyond that? Yes, um, in the ER, we, we see people at their at worst. Um, they are in pain, they're scared, they're grieving. And I, in my job, get to help comfort them. How do you know what to say, when to say it? Is it an art form? Can anybody learn it? Do you have it inherently? I think that you can learn it, but I also think that it comes from being able to sit in the dark with people. You can't fix it. You can't say anything that's going to make some things better, but you can hold a space for people. How did you discover that braids would come into the picture? How did that actually literally come about? The first situation, situation was actually my friend. Uh, she was hospitalized at, at the hospital they work at, that's Southern Hills Hospital, and she, I got special permission uh, to go up and visit her during these COVID times, simply because I worked there. And because she was hospitalized for so long, I mean, if you think about it, when, when you're sick at home, your self-care comes second. You know, you're in your pajamas all day. Did you brush your hair? I don't know, you know, and multiply that by 10 times, and that's how these people are feeling in the hospital. They're not well enough to be at home. So upon going up to visit her, I recognized that she hadn't had, she didn't have the strength to be able to brush her own hair. So I asked her if she wouldn't mind if I brushed it out for her and, and braided it so it wouldn't get tangled again. So, Okay, uh, this is, it's just so beautiful. It's so moving. Yeah, My that, that's, goodness. Yeah. How did this set you off on a path? Uh, I noticed, it, it's not just about the braid. You know, um, yes, her hair was now brushed and braided and she felt better simply because she was kept, she was well kept and she looked better. But it's the conversation that we had, the time spent, that human connection that we all crave, that she was a different person when I left. And it just got my wheels spinning that there were perhaps lots of these ladies sitting in the hospital wanting to connect with somebody, needing to connect with somebody. And the braid is just a bonus, you know? There is something I feel very intimate between women when you braid somebody's hair, it's something your mom does for you or, or a loved neighbor. You know, it's, it is just a very safe and comforting gesture. And I have gotten to be exposed to some of the bravest people that have literally stories that will bring you to your knees. And I get to listen to them. I heard that you've also inspired others because your bravery was obviously bringing something really positive 
that felt good, that was tangible, that was evident, and you inspired others to join you? Yeah, uh, I have had a few of the nurses go up and, and braid with me, and they all say the same thing. I mean, it's just, what a great experience. I feel like I got more than I gave. And it's true, when you, when you listen to and watch and help people, you always get more out of it than you give. I think what you're doing is anything but little. It's so huge. And is it true that you and your fellow nurses are like doing all of this out of your own pocket? Yeah. So I, I do purchase the brushes and the hair, um, little hair ties that I use. And the, the, the biggest fan favorite is the spray-in conditioner, you know, the detangler. Uh, but yes, I, I don't view it as, oh, this is coming out of my pocket. Those are my tools. Those are my tools to be able to help people. So... Well, uh, we would love to help you continue to do the amazing work here. And Sally Beauty is going to give you a $5,000 gift card. Um, and also lots of care packages and some essentials. And I, I really think that sometimes I need to meet people like you. I need to hear your stories. When we all leave here, we're probably gonna go watch the news. We're gonna see a lot of stuff out there that's happening that just feels bigger than our control. And maybe little things are the thing we need yeah. um, because they're not little, they're big. And I just love what you do because you're gonna make me know that life is good with good people and that there are people taking care of each other out there and it is not all broken and you are my personal hope. So thank you so much for doing what you do. We need to know um, about the Brooks out there in the world. And thank you for just being who you are and taking care of others. Thank you thank very you much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Your story moves me to no end. Thank you, Brooks. We'll be right back. Thank you. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, this Sunday, 33,000 runners from across the country will participate in the 50th New York City Marathon. And we are celebrating all week long by carb loading with each and every one of them. I am not running the marathon, so I have no excuse to carb load, but I'm definitely going to do it alongside of them. So let's kick it off today with marathoner and extraordinary chef, Dan Churchill. Hey, guys. Dan, we're so excited. When you said 
yes to coming on the show. It was an absolute honour. I mean, it's cooking, so I'm not going to say no. Of course, I get to hang out with you as well, so that's always a win. Oh, well, I mean, it's a mutual admiration society because everyone here is a huge fan of yours. We were thrilled when you said yes. Thank you, Drew. Thank you very what much. What got you into marathoning? Uh, growing up in Sydney, it's a very outdoor kind of community, so we're very active. So, And then obviously as well, I got asked to be the captain of a, a team that um, on behalf of City Harvest. And so I was like, I'm going to do it. So now three years later, I've uh, run two more. I was going to run one last year, but uh, this Sunday will be our third. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited. to be great. God, mad respect, Dan. Thanks, guys. Mad. <laughs> so we'll get you on the next one. I reckon, does anyone want to see Drew run a marathon some point? Maybe that'd be pretty cool, right? I, I, I would really love <laughs> to figure that out because I do exercise and I am trying to find that elusive woman named Balance. Okay, um, nice. And I'm, I'm doing better than I used to. Well, look at you right now. You're crushing it. You're talking about it and cooking at the same time. So it's almost there. We're almost well, there. I love that in marathoning, you actually earn the right to eat carbs. 100%. I mean, that is a worthy battle. And joining us is a viewer who is also running the New York City Marathon for her third time from Washington Heights, New York. Please welcome Raquel Busa. Hi, Raquel. Hi. Raquel, what inspired you to start running marathons? Oh, gosh. Um, well... I grew up in Washington Heights, and my mom works in a factory, and we didn't, I didn't have access to organized sports. Um, so fast forward, I got into boarding school, and I read the list of sports that I had to do when I went to Massachusetts. And it was like crew, lacrosse, and cross country. I was like, okay, maybe I can get a pair of running shoes and do cross country, and then after high school, after college, I was like, I'm finally gonna attempt a farther distance. I'm gonna do a marathon. And that was it. Gosh. <laughs> I'm serious, this is like my fantasy and yet I always stop myself before I even realize it. But I'm gonna keep asking you questions throughout the segment. Um, let's get cooking. What are we making first? Dan, you're in the driver's seat. I'm your passenger. All right. Well, we're going to be having an easy, healthy, green fried rice. Now, everyone can do this at home. It is so simple, and you do not need any specific ingredients. We're going to break this down to stages. So I love fried rice, by the way. I'm oh, so way. excited about this recipe. Oh, epic. I'm going to get some little tidbits for you to take away from. Now, we have in our blender a combination of herbs. We've also got some juice and limes. We're going to add some olive oil. And then once you kind of bring that together, you're going to have your paste. There we go. Some serious power you got there. Thank you. <laughs> when it comes to a blender, I'm like, you better work. Hundred <laughs> percent. I want this thing to shred like nobody's business. Oh, we love that. And then over here, so as a result, we've got this beautiful paste. All right. So I think one of the biggest takeaways for me when it comes to cooking is to break it down to real simple matters. Now you can obviously pour that out if you wish. I'm going to keep it there, keep it nice and clean. In our pot, we have onions, which have been caramelizing, just so tender and beautiful. At this point. Drew, I would love you to add in your ginger and garlic. You got it. Okay, so you're gonna just dump that in there, just like that. And that's gonna add a whole new flavor experience because- oh, You should smell this. It's, <laughs> it's so beautiful. 
It's one of these things, Raquel, are you getting excited over there? I'm so excited. I'm Who so wants hungry. to be in that seat? Anyone else want to be in that seat? Yeah. <laughs> yes. 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 Now, this is where I want to also take into account that if you do not have a base ingredients of, say, broccoli or mushrooms, but you have random vegetables in your home, yep. you want to use, this is when you add them in along with your cooked rice, okay? So get them in there along with each other. So into the pan, now this is the trick. This is the one big takeaway I want you guys to take. We're gonna move our vegetables to one side of the pan. Really? Yeah, we're gonna do this thing. We're gonna add a little more oil to that freed up, I would say, almost like open sesame, if you will. Uh, we've parted the seas of vegetables. I love an open sesame. <laughs> and then gonna add in our rice. Now, here's what, this is the best thing about fried rice and the technique I want everyone to get down pat. It is allowing to get some of those crispy, beautiful, crunchy bits of rice that you know when you're biting, you know, it breaks apart and just like, ooh, keeps me refreshed. That's yeah. what, I want that for you today, okay? I it really want that, that texture. to be. 100%. So you're just gonna flatten that out to one side. And what we're gonna do is allow as much marriage between the base of that pan and the bottom layer of the rice happening. Marriage! Do you like that? I do! I dropped that one in, I dropped that one in. Meanwhile, you can crack an egg, you can start frying it. Look, this one we prepared earlier. Doesn't she look so pretty? I was just gonna say she's so cute. <laughs> so adorable. This is kind of how we serve our noon. <laughs> Sunny side up. <laughs> That's so good. All right, and then once you're just like allowing your rice and your vegetables to chill, you add in that paste you made earlier along with some maple and something known as tamari, which is effectively gluten-free soy sauce. If you don't have Tamari, just get soy sauce. It's totally fine as well. So we're just gonna essentially whack all those goodies in there. So starting with our brought together paste in that blender. How do you feel about like sodium and electrolytes like for the marathon? Oh, great question. I just did a whole thing on this, okay? So you're so lucky because you can have so much sodium beforehand, you meant mm -hmm. to. So about three days out, you want to be having up to almost a thousand extra milligrams of sodium per day, just so on the day you're fully electrolyted, all right? And so awesome. it's one of the biggest common misconceptions with running a marathon is people do not, uh, firstly, they actually overhydrate and don't add enough electrolytes. The next thing though is actually not eating enough. So do yourself a favor. If there's going to be a time to eat a lot, do it this week. Okay. It's going to be good fun. <laughs> so if we check back in with our rice, everything's brought together. It's nice and colorful. If I want to sit and let it have some fun and get a little extra crispy, we can. But ultimately, what I would do now is pour it onto a beautifully prepared plate like this. Oh, you've got one right next to us, don't I you? I do. Right here. And then we just dish it up. It smells so good, I mean, Dan, this is so stunning. I, I really feel guilty that I'm not working as hard as I should for it. Now, Raquel, I would love to know what one of your marathon-earning guilty pleasures are. Ooh, good question. Um, well, before the marathon, my, my guilty pleasures are definitely rice. Um, it was like, it's one of my favorite carbs. It always has been. But after the marathon, I like pie, I like ice cream. Yeah, we go. Go there we go, that's the backpack we we're excited to unpack. 100%. All, All right, one, two, three, eat! Oh my gosh. That's a really good rule, by the way, I love that. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So good. Oh my gosh. Bang. Oh my gosh. That's delicious. Um, what do we do now? This is- And it's like creamy too. It's. Delicious. Oh, it's so delicious. And I will say, 
It's so pleasureful, but it does feel good. Mm. It doesn't, you're, I'm not eating this going, oh God, what am I doing to myself? It feels rich and delicious. It's also delicious. refreshing too. Yeah, and really good for you. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, Dan Churchill. Will you please come back? Absolutely. We live close. Um, I love cooking, and you're amazing. So I've you have so it. many fans here. And although <laughs> we don't live in our original homes of Australia and California, I see we keep the accents. I think we should. Let's do this. Should. <laughs> and Raquel Buza, thank you so much oh, thank for coming. You. Oh, and my goodness. best of luck to you on that marathon. Thank you. You, you have my deepest respect. <laughs> uh, thank you. And you got to earn it's those so calories. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. week we're going big we've got this fabulous money booth here for one special audience member to step into and grab all the cash they can and we'll also put a special ticket in there ross tell us about yeah, it yeah uh-huh uh-huh there's a gold ticket <laughs> if they grab that they win a grand prize and if they grab the silver ticket the entire audience will go home <gasps> with a special prize Caitlin, your moxie and attitude make me feel like you are the animal that needs to get in that booth and go for it. Absolutely. Yes. We're twinning, by the way. Look at us. I know. That was my Look first at us. We're tripleting. Are we a three? Oh. Trouble? Well, we try. <laughs> um, okay, Caitlin, yes. you're going to get 10 seconds in that booth for every single question that you get right. Oh, God. Have you been paying attention? Of course I have. Oh, God. Okay, because I get really nervous. I really want I know. To well. I <laughs> I'm excited, really but sick. I'm nervous. All right. Okay. Here we go. First question. All right, for 10 seconds in the booth. Okay, Caitlin, what time does Madonna go to bed? 4 a.m. Yeah! I'm okay. sorry, I get excited. Bossy. All right, these questions get harder. Question number two, who was Anderson Cooper's mother? A Vanderbilt. We need a first name. Gloria Vanderbilt. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. final question. What upcoming event are we celebrating with carbs all week long? The New York City Marathon. Yes! yes! All yes! right, you won 30 seconds in that money booth. You get in there and you go! Get in that booth! Okay, 
you stuff that money in every little place that you can. All right. Okay, I'm gonna put these ones in, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, the gold is a celebration. Exciting. All right, Caitlin, come out of your money booth. All right, we're gonna Woo. go to break and we're gonna count how much you got. Stick around to find out how much she won. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. She got all answers right to collect as much money as she could in our money booth. Caitlin, are you ready to find out how much money you won? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that didn't look easy. No, <laughs> but it was fun. Oh, <laughs> well, all right. Great. Uh, what is the amount? Look. Holy cow, $1,511. Yeah. I love it. You went for it. Watching you, I'm not kidding, that looked, that, that was not easy. You should try, it would be fun, I wanna see it. <laughs> I just wanna see other people win here. <laughs> All right. Um, so much so, Ross, um, well, do we have something else? Well listen, you over $1,500 you grabbed, but you did grab something else. What did I grab? If you have the silver bill, the audience gets a prize. Okay. Great. Guess what, you grabbed the silver bill! Go portable rechargeable record player from Victrola. Congratulations, Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for choosing to spend your time with us. We yeah. make this show for you, so take this good energy with you, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Yeah.
a story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts.